Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, welcome to Parenting the Adlerian Way. I'm your host, Adlerian family counselor and parenting expert, Allison Schaefer. Each week, I answer your burning parenting questions to help reduce the stress of parenting one tip at a time. We'll explore Adlerian psychology together and learn methods of child guidance for raising a happy, confident, capable, resilient child. Hi, it's Allison. Welcome back to the podcast. How's everyone holding up? These are interesting times these last couple of weeks because the different various province and uh, local school boards are starting to open up and kids are making their way into the classroom to find out what the new rules and protocols are for drop-off and homework and what online learning looks like and who's in their quads and so everyone's sort of going on different days as they're staggering admissions. <laughs> it's uh, been a big learning for everybody. But overall, I have to say, of the kids that I have talked to and the families that I have talked to, the kids are really, really happy to be back at school. That the only negative feedback that I have gotten is that they feel like the tone in the classroom is just a little bit harsher as there's... Um, some teachers who are trying to really establish uh, a certain level of expectation of, of listen and follow rules. And so it's coming off maybe a little bit harsher than it would other years for back to school. But I'm understanding that that's probably for a reason. And hopefully once everybody gets in and settled, maybe some of that uh, firmness will um, be more accompanied by some kindness and everyone will settle in. I have questions from uh, my uh, emailers. So thank you again for sending in your questions. Uh, my um, email address is in the show notes, allison at allisonshafer.com, hashtag askallison. And you can also do it by Facebook and, and Instagram or anything else. But so here's what I've gotten by email today. Uh, hi, Allison. Hope you're 
healthy and safe. Uh, The question is, our neighbor is yelling daily with obscenities to his younger, ages 9 and 7, kids. We share a driveway so are near enough to hear him when we are inside our respective houses. He has always raised his voice with with his kids to get them into the car, come inside, etc. It's only recently that we have noticed an escalation of vitriol. We are getting very uncomfortable and concerned. He otherwise seems like a good person. His wife shows us no signs of distress that we can notice. We have not heard or seen any signs of hitting. Who would you recommend we seek help from to know if we should do anything, what we might do, and how to go about it? So, great question. Uh, I'm sure that we've all had a moment at some time in our lives with somebody or somebody is behaving in a way towards kids that we feel that we might need to speak up or intercept or help. It might be somebody at a mall in line at a store. I just had one just walking down the street and... The dad threw the kid's cell phone on the ground, and you can really see a dysregulated parent. And so where is the role of the of the village? You know, if it takes a village and we're supposed to keep our kids safe and we're eyes on the protection of children, what is the appropriate response? I think the first thing to appreciate is any one given moment, I think we've all lost it on our kids and, um, you know, we all need a little bit of a pass on the idea that, you know, not our best parenting moment. Uh, so to be generous of spirit with the fact that there but for the grace of God go I on any given day of the week. So that's one thing. Um, the second thing is to not immediately want to go to a, a feeling of like angered and like this parent is horrible and get all judgmental. I think we have to view it as this is a parent who's doing their best in the moment. Their best might not look very good, but really they're in need of of help. And we want to make sure that the way that we step in is really about being helpful, helpful to the parent, helpful to the kids. And sometimes that help is just letting them have their little bad parenting moment and trusting that that it'll wrap up. So you've got to decide for yourself at what point does it cross the line where you think that potentially harm could be done. If I'm going to step in, I want to step in in a way that shows the helpfulness, but is um, that is putting forward something to be helpful about. So I might just say like, you know, Oh, I've had I've had days like that too. You know, can I can I be helpful? Um, do you need to take a break? Do you want me want me to take the kids in or take the kids for a walk around the block? Or do you need anything from me? Something that is that shows that you're not being judgmental, um, that you're offering your services. And again, usually the services that I'm going to offer is you know, do do you want me to watch the kids or something like that. Do you want me to get them an ice cream cone and let everybody do a bit of a reset or something? But usually even just checking in, everything okay? Can I be helpful here at all? Sometimes that's just enough for them to kind of break the pattern. Um, but they really want to hear, you know, we've all had bad days. They don't want to feel like th- their anger is going to increase if they're now feeling even more out of control and more societally judged. So I want to make sure that I step in with something like that. And then if I'm feeling like this is really something that is um, ongoing, chronic, where um, something needs to be done, there is the opportunity to, um, A, report things to the police if it you know or to call children's services and you can make a report and be anonymous and they can go do an assessment of the family and see whether or not they need more supports and services and keep checking in 
And so you've got a couple of routes to go there. But um, I'm hoping that with school being back in, that some of the basic stress levels of our households hopefully will come down. And some of what we're seeing is being parents who are at their wits end. I'm hoping that they get a little bit more recalibrated. So maybe order a pizza over there and say happy back to school or something. <laughs> Again, depending on how well you know them. So uh, I hope I hope that helps. Next question. Since COVID started, I've been working from home. My kids are in middle school and they are slobs. They leave their dishes on the counters, orange peels on the coffee table, clothes and stuff all over the house. It's my workspace. How can I get them to pick up after themselves? <laughs> so, um, yes, you know, it was one thing when we could leave the dirty house and go off to work and live in our little utopia. But uh, it's especially for people that really need calm, peace, and quiet, and visual distractions make it hard for them to focus. And there's really people that are quite like that, that they really do feel like a clean desk and a, a clean environment helps their their messy mind sort of settle into work. So it can really be a distraction. I would sit down with the kids, their, their middle school, and, and no doubt you've already talked about this. You probably yelled, screamed, done a bunch of things, none of which has corrected the problem. Uh, but I really, this is where I like to talk about things in terms of family meetings where you've got a problem, you have needs that are not being met in the family in terms of your need for calm cleanliness in your work environment. And rather than getting upset about it, it's about approaching those kids about um, the reasonableness of needing things to be picked up and asking for their suggestions about how we can address this problem, right? So, I, I say it over and over again, but it's just, it's such a different reframe to say this is something in the family that's not working that we need to have a different solution for to try, rather than this is a child who is doing this to me, who's bad, who is a slob in this case, um, that uh, that needs to be disciplined. So when you talk about it, um, you know, we can ask them, how do how do we make sure that as I sit down to my work day that that the house is is in order? What are some things that we can do? And it can look a whole bunch of different ways. the The power of these things is not so much in me giving you the prescriptive answer or telling you what worked for my family, but to put the onus of creativity on the child about what they think might be reasonable. And to listen to their ideas. And so long as there's something that you're in the spirit of, of uh, you know, experimentation, we'll look, we'll see, we'll try. If it solves the problem, then great. And so just to get them brainstorming about different ideas, you can throw some ideas in there. Throw in some crazy ones. Sometimes when we only put good ideas forward, kids are embarrassed or they judge their ideas and they think it's not a good enough idea. So if you're going to brainstorm ideas and contribute ideas to the family problem that you're looking to a solution, I would go for something wild. Like you could say, I don't know, what if I just got like um, a big wash bin at Walmart or something, like a big plastic bin. And before I start my workday, maybe I give everyone like a five-minute notice and anything that's still left out and about after five minutes, I'm just going to like wrap up and put in the blue tub and I'll put it out in the garage so I don't have to look at it. And then you guys can deal with it when you're home from school. But then at least I meet my criteria of having a clean work environment. And and somebody might go, that's a ridiculous idea. You're going to put dishes in there? Like, I don't, you know, I don't know. I'm just coming up with ideas. What You know, what ideas might you have? 
And so, you know, somebody else might say, well, you know, I don't want to pick up after myself all the time. Why don't we have it that it's one person's job to clean everything once a week? And so, you know, um, you know, or I'll just do Mondays or I'll do the first week of the month and my brother can do the second week of the month and they'll be the the little pickup cleaning fairy for your area. Or or maybe mom says, fine, I'll pick it up. I You know, I don't want to pick up after you. I think you should do it on your own. But since it's my problem, what if I pick everything up, but then you guys need to take something off my plate? Would you be willing to be responsible for a cooking um, a couple of meals in, in lieu of me doing the picking up job in the family? So that you're, no one is being overburdened. Everyone's pitching in a little bit. But since this is mom's kind of issue, maybe that gives her some agency to solve it. But, um, but she's not being overly put upon because someone's going to take some other workload off of her. So notice the range of ideas that I'm coming up with. And um, I don't know, maybe somebody else says if you notice something lying around that's out of place, you, you know, you make a special whistle. <laughs> I don't, doesn't, it can be silly. It can be preposterous. But what ends up happening is because everyone's putting their heads together and you're giving things a try. Most of what you're really doing is you're getting kids to to see that they're a team player and they're just less likely to want to be disrespectful. They're just less likely to want to put upon other people because you're laying the tone, all these slow meetings, all this brainstorming, all this trying it for a week. It's all setting the tone to show that you're a team and you're increasing the likelihood that they're going to have those juicy components needed for cooperation, for kids to willingly be helpful towards you. They have to feel this sense of social equality, this acceptance, this belonging, this tightness in the relationship. And all of these processes get you to that state so that when they're going to put the orange peel down, they actually say, oh, you know what? I like my house. I like my mom. It bothers her when there's orange peels on the counter. I'm going to put this in the garbage, not because, you know, I'm being made to do, but um, but because I like her and it makes sense. And I, I like when our family gets along. I, so it's in my own best interest, actually, to look after this orange peel. Makes things go better. So that's what we're kind of working towards. And the rest is sort of all the procedures and protocols to to get to that sweet spot. So give it a go and uh, and see what they come up with. And I would be really eager to have you post back and say, you know, what did, what did you try? And the first thing that you try might not be the big winning thing. You can just say, well, try it for a week, seven days, let's give it a go. And then we'll see. Did we like it? Do we want to try something new? Do we need to make some amendments or tweaks to it? And just keep chipping away at it until you get it solved. And um so I'll be very curious to see. I know my kids, we used to do something called a PPP, which is a personal possession pickup. And we would, they liked blitzing. They, they didn't like picking up after themselves immediately. They didn't want to walk all the way from in front of the TV to the kitchen to put their dish in the dishwasher. That just seemed like too much energy for grade eight. But if I said, hey, guys, you know, let's do a quick PPP and everyone just blitz and run around and anything you touched, anything you played with, anything that's out of place, anything you brought home that you dropped on the ground, get it up to your room or get it where it needs to go. And my kids liked the playfulness of that. They liked how short they were. They liked the little bursts. They liked that everyone had to do it at the same time. So it wasn't just them being interrupted from a TV show. So that's that worked for us, but you figure out what's going to work for you. And our last question is that um, <laughs> seems we we have a theme of exhausted parents. <laughs> I am sick of finding the clean clothes that I have washed and folded all over our son's bedroom. 
When I go through his laundry basket, I see shirts that I have washed that he didn't even wear. It makes me furious. All I ask is for him to put away his laundry. Is that so much to ask a 15-year-old? <laughs> so, again, division of labor, such a big thing in, in a household. And I think because moms are uh, feeling the extra weight of COVID, the burden, the responsibility. We might have been doing this stuff before, but with everything compounding, 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 we are now like, this is it. This is the inflection point. I'm not taking it anymore. And I say, you know, good for that. It is time for mums to take some of the over-responsible mums who have been giving too much servitude to their kids to start delegating more of those responsibilities, not only to the kids, but also to their partners. It's been a, a real common theme of not asking for help. And so I, I don't want moms to walk around feeling like victims, feeling like martyrs, feeling like no one helps them, that nobody understands how hard they work. I don't want to just tell a tale of woe. I want to give you some effective ways to get out of this situation. So I look at the dilemma that you're facing here with the laundry, and I would go back to first principles, which is, um, as Drekers and Adler talk about the idea that is part of raising a child is to develop their competencies and their mastery. And the way that they do that is by us spending time teaching them and mentoring them. And as soon as we can find a window of opportunity where they're developmentally ready, then we want to invest the time in showing them. So we just tend to not pay much attention or underestimate when our kids are actually developmentally ready to do some things. And at 15, absolutely a child can do their own laundry. Now, does he know how to do the laundry right now? No, but I'm sure that you could teach him in about five minutes. Between just figuring out the buttons and the dials on the machine and the separation of colors, there isn't a whole lot more to laundry. We don't need to make it any more complicated than that. And then you can do the, so do the take time for training, and then we return the responsibility to the child and say, these are your clothes. They're your responsibility to wash. They're your responsibility to fold and put away, should you choose to. But you have to let go of the fact of then managing how they manage their responsibilities. They might let their laundry build and build and build and build and build, and they might end up going to school wearing the same shirt three days in a row until they finally get off their duff and decide that they better wash their clothes if they want something clean for Monday. And and that might drive you crazy as you see the laundry build, um, as you see them wearing dirty clothes. But it doesn't, it's at the age of 15, those choices are not impacting the, your life and the quiet enjoyment of the rest of the members of the family. It's only impacting themselves. So let that go. Nothing catastrophic is going to happen. It's, it's not impinging on you. They might, uh, they might decide that they're just not people who do fold. They might just crunch everything back into the laundry basket and wear things wrinkly. And that might drive you crazy. But if they don't care about how they appear, if they don't care about the wrinkles, why should we care more than they do? Which is a real challenge to some mothers who worry, and, and some fathers too, but for some people, it's either that they feel that there's a right way to do things and this is the wrong way and they can hardly bite their tongue just seeing people do things the wrong way, or it could be fear of judgment. What kind of parent would send their child to school in a wrinkly t-shirt? But that's all about our ego. That's all about our worry about being judged. So we really have to have the fortitude to say good parenting trumps what I 
worry about people thinking about me. And good parenting is having faith in that child to be able to manage their life, to learn from their mistakes, to use their skills in mastery. And when they decide that there is a better reason to do it differently, maybe they don't like the people laughing at them. Maybe they meet somebody and they want to impress them. So they start looking more closely at their appearance. Or maybe they really get upset because the shirt that they really did want wasn't available because they didn't think ahead. And they start realizing they better make a better plan for laundry. Whatever it is for them in their teachable moment, they will they will change and start moving. But that's that's them learning to manage the realities of life. And I don't want to insert myself between the child and the child figuring out life. So I don't want to rescue. I don't want to save. Um, I just want to stand back and, and watch as they as they grow their skills and competencies and do things differently than I do. I'm not going to micromanage them. Um, so like I said, I think the harder thing for parents isn't the teaching them to do the laundry. It's the letting go yourself of the job and letting go of a mental model for what that's supposed to look like. But when you do, that is going to be one less thing on your plate. And in this day and age, with us being pulled in so many directions and so much need for our time and our energies, and, um, you know, it just feels like sometimes it's pushing a bowling ball up a hill and we're all exhausted the more we can do that, take time for training, return responsibility to the child and let them sit in the messiness of, of the mistakes and the learning, I promise you whatever psychological frustration that sets you up for in the short term, you will get that back time and time again in the relief of not having to do that work and in the pride that you get in seeing this child who's managing themselves and in the pride that they get knowing that they are maturing and growing up and that you see them as somebody who is competent. Um, so, so many benefits if you're willing to just let it look sloppy for the short term. <laughs> okay, so folks, please continue to send in your questions at my email address, allison at allisonshaper.com, hashtag askallison or through any of my social media channels. And uh, keep up the, uh, the great positivity as we get ourselves settled into this new school year. Catch you next week. As you know, it takes a village to make a podcast, so thanks to my team, including Max Cotter, my editor and technician, as well as the crew at H2O Digital. This podcast was recorded in Toronto, Canada. We acknowledge the land we are meeting on is the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabek, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat people, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit and Métis. We also acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13 with the Mississaugas of the Credit. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.